Welcome, pool guys and gals, to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast, where your host, Lauren Broom, will take a splash into many topics in the pool industry to educate all aquatic professionals. Listen in, and you just might be surprised what you'll learn. So let's jump right in. Welcome, everybody, today to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast, and we hit episode 50. And today I interviewed Timothy Kokaro, CEO of Can I Build? And we're going to talk about technology for pool builders. And I want to say thank you to my sponsors of the podcast today, Skimmer and Blu-ray Etzel. And I want you to listen in to a little special thing from Skimmer. Something special about one of my classes coming up if you're going to the International Pool and Spa Patio Show and listen in to about Blu-ray Etzel and what they have to offer to pool professionals. I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and all the information that's provided here. Let's jump right in. Hey, my all awesome podcast sponsors. I just wanted to take a minute to share some exciting news. Skimmer has been a longtime sponsor of this podcast. Let's talk about pools podcast. And I'm so thankful for them for that. Thank you so much. And now we're teaming up for an exclusive offer for all of my podcast listeners. Now you can try skimmers all in one platform for pool service and repair companies free for 30 days. You don't have to take my word for it with 30,000 users and 4.9 star ratings on Google and Captera skimmer is America's number one pool service software platform. Skimmer's powerful features give you everything you need to get organized, save time, and grow your business without sacrificing quality. Take advantage of this exclusive offer during this podcast episode today and try Skimmer free for 30 days. Visit getskimmer.com backslash Lauren Broom. And now let's head into our podcast episode and jump right in. Hey, my awesome podcast sponsors, listeners, everyone. I wanted to bring up that I'm going to be in Las Vegas coming up. Yay. And I wanted to just bring this information about a class I'm teaching in Las Vegas at the International Pool and Spa Patio Show, Underwater Shape University. So we all want to avoid complaints and protect our business. So, hey, pool pros, why not dive into a game-changing opportunity with taking an upcoming Watershape University course with me, Lauren Broom? It's the OSHA 10 and general industry for pool pros. It's going to be at the International Pool and Spa Patio Show in Las Vegas, Nevada on November 10th, which is a Friday from 1 to 5, and Saturday, November 11th, from 8 to 5. You can go to the International Show website and register for this class under Watershape University courses. Or you can email them to get more information about the class at info at watershape.org. So this is not just any class. It is tailored especially specifically for the pool professional. You will not find anything this specialized with OSHA 10 at other shows. So for employees, the what do you get out of this? You gain a deeper understanding of workplace hazards and you can equip yourself with knowledge on how to avoid these dangers 
or use other protective measures effectively. For our employers, what do you gain out of this class? You enjoy significant cost savings. Think lower workman compensation rates. Fewer disruptions would reduce absenteeism from your employees. And you stay ahead of the game with an in-depth understanding of all the OSHA requirements to nip any potential complaints in the bud. So the nationally approved Pool and Spa Apprenticeship Training Committee, the PSATC, has integrated this OSHA 10 course into their educational curriculum, emphasizing its significance in fostering a safer and compliant pool industry. So why not try to take this class as well? As David Haas, who's a president and chair of PSATC, who has been a previous podcast guest, he stated, having had the opportunity to witness the OSHA 10 course with Lauren Broom over the past two years, it is evident that it is an invaluable asset to the pool industry. Lauren's expertise combined with the relevance of the course material ensures that our pool professionals are well equipped to manage workplace hazards and operate safely. So do not miss making your business safer, more compliant, and even more professional by leading the safety training movement in our pool industry. I'm looking forward to seeing you all in Las Vegas, guys. Please take the class. I'd love to meet you all there, and I'm looking forward to being there in a couple of weeks, guys. Very soon, we will all be in Vegas. Thank you so much, guys. And now let's jump into our podcast episode. Welcome, everybody, today to my podcast, Let's Talk About Pools. And on my episode today, I have Tim Kokaro, who's the lead founder of Can I Build? And I have Candice Bernstein, who is the Florida sales rep for Can I Build? Welcome today, guys. How are you? Hello, Lauren. Hi, Thank Lauren. you for having us. It, it's wonderful to uh, finally get together and uh, talk about your, your company. And you're going to tell us a, a little bit about you. Tell about yourself, Tim, and then you as well, Candice, and how you got into doing this and, and this business and this company. Wonderful. Yes, I'll go ahead and start, Tim, and then I'll let you take over. Um, we are here introducing a new software technology offered for the first time in Florida uh, that speeds up the sales cycle for pool construction. So we get builders from feasibility to quote to project quicker. And it's my honor to introduce Tim here, our lead founder here at Can I Build, who has years of construction experience and a computer science background that created this technology. And I think Tim's vision was to make things easier, definitely, than spending countless hours on site with feasibility studies and surveyors and running around pulling city and county records. And I think we can all appreciate getting to those projects quicker and to the part that Tim likes the most, the actual building and the pool construction um, so, and you know, we are a technology built by builders for builders. So in saying that, Tim, I'll let you take over. Thanks, Candice. Um, I couldn't have said it um, better myself. So just to introduce myself properly, I'm Timothy Kakara, founder of Can I Build? Um, just to give you a bit of context in terms of the company, we're based out of Bella Vista, which is um, located in Sydney, Australia. Um, we've been probably one of the fastest growing prop tech companies in the world right now, uh, specializing in the space of um, technology serving uh, pool builders. 
as well as um, home builders, AU builders, um, but um, of particular interest is definitely pool builders. And we've got many uh, hundreds of clients here in Australia and New Zealand. And we've recently pushed out um, to uh, California as well as Florida and other parts of the um, states, including Canada in Ontario. So um, it's quite an exciting time. Um, essentially, what Can I Build is, it's a client-facing sales application tool, um, as Candace correctly pointed out, um, that helps condense um, the many steps involved in the sales cycle uh, for any builder from a compliance standpoint and from a feasibility and preparing proposals for uh, clients in a quick and efficient manner. Um, just a bit of background on myself. Um, I've got um, a computing science degree, but I'm also a builder, um, which is a very weird interconnect. So somewhere along my um, career decisions, I must have gone left instead of right. Um, but the, the fortunate outcome of that, um, that sort of mix of experiences, I've got the on the ground understanding of how difficult construction is, um, as well as the technology background to be able to sort of um, come up with solutions. So we're um, really happy to have um, be here today and um, speaking with yourself, Lauren, about what can I build and do. And it's wonderful to have you on because I definitely like to have podcast episodes where um, we can introduce new software or new companies that will be able to help the pool industry. I want to be that bridge to try to give that information to the industry if they're not aware of it. And that that's why I'm extremely pleased to have you on today because I want to be that bridge. And hopefully somebody listening to the podcast will look you guys up and go, wow, this really could help my business. And if we can do something that will help their business run better or you know, get more customers or anything that ultimately helps all somebody in the pool industry. And that we're all a big family here in the pool industry. So um, it's definitely a positive to, to be able to have that education out there. And that's what I consider the podcast being and having companies and people like you on. So thank you very much for being on today. So Tell, tell me about how Can I Build came about and what the software does and what are the differences between it and some of the other softwares out there that pool builders might be using? Yeah, definitely. So where the um, idea came about, so um, 20 years ago, which feels like yesterday, um, I was, um, basically did a computing science degree, but that was the dot-com crash um, as soon as I finished. Um, which, you know, for those of us that remember how that was. And then basically, um, given that sort of uh, period, I moved into construction, dabbled into construction. Um, a very short 10 years later, I established a construction company, which is based here in Sydney, which is um, Risk on Builders, which is a granny flat company. And it quickly became one of the largest granny flat companies in Australia, and by extension, the world, building many hundreds of these type of builds. And through that sort of experience of building on the ground, um, you can sort of appreciate how difficult it is to sell construction um, to clients. There's so many moving parts. Um, you have to take surveys, you have to check uh, permits, you have to check uh, rules and regulations just to be able to answer the simple question to a client, can I build a pool in my backyard? And um, yes or no, hence the name, can I build? So. Um, rather than sort of complaining about it and whinging about it, um, I started uh, putting my sort of 
and tech background to use again and started forming uh, the company, which is now Can I Build? And um, one of the other sort of reasons um, we pushed the sort of uh, Can I Build concept is I believe that builders get quite a bad rap in the marketplace in terms of, um, you know, from a client perception that builders might sort of, um, you know, be out to sort of make a quick dollar or not being sort of experts in their field. Um, it's unfortunate uh, there's that kind of perception sometimes in the, the marketplace, and I think it's unfounded. I think builders have a tremendous amount of sort of difficulty um, juggling all the requirements to be able to build and, you know, pool, be it a pool or a house or anything on a site and sort of juggle all the compliance requirements. So um, I'm really hoping that Can I Build can bring back some sanity um, to some builders in terms of the sales process. Because uh, we all know they work seven days a week and they're sending out quotes on Sundays and after hours um, just to be able to sort of um, work during the day, typically, especially if it's a smaller builder, and sort of email at night. So essentially, the idea came about um, from my own experience on the ground and genuinely having an interest globally from a construction perspective to just improve things and improve the sales process. So. And that's where the idea came from. The second part of your question in terms of how the application uh, compares to others that are in the market. And the, the number one differentiator which differs, um, can I build from any other um, application that's serving pool builders, it's, it's genuinely a sales application tool uh, that's to be used on the field, client facing, via Zoom, it doesn't matter where you are. It's not an application designed to turn builders into architects of draftsmen. It's not to sort of burden them with um, days-long preparation or using the app to, to create um, sort of high-end visual experience. It's not about that. It's um, basically trying to condense the entire sales process into essentially five minutes and um, to be able to simply ask, What's your address? Check the address, understand the rules and regulations, show how the pool can fit and have that flowing conversation with a client and without the need of a pen and paper or some grid paper or, um, you know, just, you know, scribbling on a, on a um, piece of paper in terms of what the client's after. So um, I think that's how we sort of differ from any other product and the proof is in, in the traction that we're getting and we're, we're growing quite rapidly and signing up about, 40 to 50 builders per month, which is um, quite quite an amazing rate. And we've yes. only just begun, so that's quite quite good. That is quite amazing. That's that's neat to hear that you're uh, really helping a lot of those pool builders out there. Um, how many are like outside of Australia? Yeah, so basically right now we've launched into um, the United States around February and since February and um, out of the we've got just shy of right now a thousand clients all up and about 20% of those are from the United States so it's obviously a large market as much as I love Australia and Sydney and um, our, our population we try to punch above our weight but um, our population is uh, quite small when you compare it to the, the market size of um, the US um, so it's a much larger, larger market. So we imagine that by the end of this year, the US market will surpass that of Australia. Uh, but in the end of the day, speaking to many hundreds of builders, be it in New Zealand, you know, Australia, or the United States, or even Canada, everyone's got the same problems, everyone's got the same concerns. 
everyone's trying to um, find a solution and really working hard to improve their business. Um, and I really hope that Canada Building in its small way can, can assist in that process. Awesome. Awesome. I think we answered this already, but where does Can I Build operate? Yeah, so um, it operates globally. And so it works in all the states and territories of Australia. Um, it's agnostic in terms of um, its functionality works exactly the same regardless of where you are. Um, the system is smart enough with an AI engine in the background to understand where you are geospatially in the world, understands the rules and regulations and automatically show setbacks or easements or um, site-specific criteria where it's flooding or bushfire and that may impact the proposal that you have. Um, so globally speaking, uh, for instance, in California, um, it takes into account things like liquefaction and earthquakes um, in Florida, flooding and other aspects. So um, it does operate regardless of where you're at. Um, we've in very quick order been able to extend out to the US and Canada. And obviously there'll be other markets thereafter. But right now, um, the short answer is Australia, New Zealand, US and Canada. Awesome. Um, how can it help the pool builder? Yeah, so essentially, if you think about the process right now, um, um, someone would probably thinking about building a pool, um, you know, Google pool builders need me or um, you know, something like that, um, and call their local pool builder and basically just ask the question on thinking about building a pool. Now, typically, the, the builder might ask some qualifying questions like when are you thinking of building just to see um, whether this client is actually wanting to build a pool this year or sometime in the future. But essentially what will involve is a site visit. So the builder will have to travel to site. Typically that's unpaid work. This is part of the quoting process. Um, they'll have to go to site. The, the topography of the land uh, matters. So the builder might have to start taking some levels themselves. Um, plus to pay for a consultant at that stage is unfeasible because they're still quoting. And they have to sit down with the client and try to navigate a quite complex um, process of rules and regulations. And, and typically, they have to be confined to near their um, office to understand what those rules are because they might go to a city or county and then the rules change again. So um, essentially, how it helps pool builders is, number one, um, you have the opportunity to do a site visit virtually, um, especially with the advent of COVID. And this is more prevalent. So you can do a Zoom session similar to what and we're doing here now. Share your screen, look at the site and already get an understanding and show the client that you're building trust and understanding the dynamics of their site because they can visually see what you're proposing. So number one, you can save on um, site visits and the travel time. Number two, you can save on some of these consultant costs to be able to answer some of the basic questions in terms of and contours and topographies and rules and regulations. So the hope is you're able to do that quicker, shorter, and more of it. And unfortunately, construction's a number game. So if you're able to do more feasibilities and more proposals, by extension, it means you're able to sell more with less. And heaven forbid, um, builders might be able to turn a larger profit um, you know, for the time they invest in building a client a new pool. Awesome. What kind of data is shown on the software that would be useful for pool builders? Yeah, so 
essentially can I build is a GIS application. So it basically understands geospatially where you are in the world. So we've loaded in quite a few layers. We've got uh, partnerships with um, many of the cities, many of the government data providers. So the layers that we're able to show are things like flood layers, bushfire layers. Um, so, so when you put in an address, it identifies what, um, what specific um, issues may result in um, a problem in getting um, that pool approved. Um, or it might impact the construction cost of building that pool. So you're able to sort of use those data layers to give an, um, answers to the client to essentially a simple question of can I build this pool and how much will it cost? And which also reduces the friction of um, the discussion between the builder and the client. Because if the client's aware of price, they're able to budget and there's no sort of um, unexpected sort of budget blowouts or sort of issues down the line. So in terms of the data, there's literally tons of data that we have, but we filtered it down to whatever is specific to a pool builder when building a pool. And I remember GIS is amazing. That when that started, that was just an that was going to explode. And I I took like a few classes at the local state college, and that was like God 16 years ago. So it's vastly changed. I remember using ArcGIS back in the day. So That's are they, if they're still around, around, I'm sure a lot of it is more advanced than what I was learning then, but I basically am understanding what you're talking about here. So GIS, it, it, it works off uh, the satellites and location and, and then layers of information based on using those location. 100%, it's all about big data and Probably the biggest change over the, the 16 years since we've um, looked into GIS the, the first time is back then it wouldn't have been considered very sexy, but definitely now it's um, a very sexy sort of um, area to be in and there's um, quite a lot of interest in GIS. It's basically what's driving um, driverless cars. It's basically, it's, it's basically the fundamental pillar to understanding the world in a digital format. So... Um, this sort of touches on the digital twin concept as well, um, where built, the idea is you can have a digital representation of any site, understand the boundaries, understand the topography without actually having to um, go to site, and, and, and you'll be able to do that from the comfort of, from your computer, and that's essentially what GIS is all about and a fundamental pillar of Canada. Would it pull in, like, local data, say, if you're... I'll give an example. We're in Florida on the coastline and you're going to build a pool that is on the beach side. Will it pull in all the information based on um, how like dunes and, you know, sand dunes and that kind of thing so that they know how far away they have to be or right. if they have to pull a permit from the state agency in order to build the pool where they want to put it based on sand dunes. I know that's does it pull that kind of information over too? Yeah, it pulls out if you're, um, for instance, in a coastal zone area um, where you have to get additional permits. Um, so it won't tell you straight away if you get the permit or not, but it tells you a permit's required. So instantaneously you're able to sort of advise the client, look, this might take a little bit longer, but the step one is to see whether or not we can get the permit in the first place. And then that already solves a lot of heartache because a lot of builders might 
and spend a few days discussing with a client only to find out a week later when they go and speak to the city that it's within the coastal zone and then and they first have to do that, which might change the whole plans. And then that's where the friction starts and the sort of angst and anxiety between uh, clients and builders. So if you know it from the first second that you check the site, that's, yeah, that's what I, I have tell to- I have to say that's a positive. There was a pool. And the reason why I asked is when I did used to work for the, um, as a pool inspector for the, the health department here, um, we had a pool on the coast. It was actually being rebuilt. They had a crack through their shell, but they were going to rebuild it whole new concrete shell. And they didn't know they needed a local permit through the department of environmental protection, um, due to where the, the pool was located at with the sand dunes, the pool had been in the ground for 30 years. So rebuilding it now, the rules and locations and stuff are a lot different than 30 years ago. They're not going to be grandfathered in. So there was an, you know, that probably that friction up front because that pool builder may not have known that they needed that permit up front. So. percent, And even things as obscure as say a heritage overlay or a heritage precinct, um, might have a consequence on whether or not the pool can even be built. So if you know that it's heritage affected, then the first point of call is to um, check with a heritage consultant as to whether or not the pool can even go ahead or if there is criteria that's going to sort of impact what type of pool you can build. So these are all the things that, even though they might not happen on every feasibility that you do, um, a builder definitely remembers the one that affects them because it probably costs them a lot of time, money, and probably a negative review on, on Google um, or Yelp or wherever um, where the client may have feel, felt hard done by. Um, but these are these kind of things that's an unfortunate consequence that the builder is generally trying to juggle a 100 different things during a sales process that's typically unpaid for. Um, so anything that can sort of condense that cycle and improve the information available um, at a, you know, a cost-efficient method is definitely going to be a plus. Awesome. Uh, what have you seen uh, as a change as a result of COVID in the pool industry? Yeah, so um, there's been a really good report that came out by the McKenzie Institute that got uh, published in December uh, that's impacting construction and how construction has changed um, as a result of COVID. And one of the major points that report um, raised is essentially what's happened as a result of COVID, specifically for the industry of construction, uh, which um, obviously encompasses uh, pool construction, is that the industry has leapfrogged about 10 years in just the last um, year. So if you take that into sort of consideration, right now we're in 2021, Right now, we have been in 2031 uh, right now. So it's jumped at 10 years in um, a technological leap. So construction, unfortunately, has been one of these industries that has been fairly resistant to technological change. And what COVID has done is it's basically forced a, a mental shift across the whole construction industry. So even some concepts as simple as Zoom, Prior to COVID, there would have been a a lot of builders that would have never heard of Zoom, never used Zoom, or if they did hear about it, would have basically never used it. And things even like um, a Zoom session is now commonplace, and that's going to be more and more common. There's going to be more clients that are going to be engaging with builders via Zoom, because neither party might want to sort of have someone on site. 
in terms of the technological change, um, it's been dramatic. And I think very few builders around the world fully appreciate what that change is. Um, so builders would stop being uh, printing so much and writing on bits of paper. It's going to be digitized. And these are things that are sort of commonplace in other industries, such as finance. Um, but in construction, it's still not uncommon to just see a rolled up um, plan where it gets rolled out on the table and starts you know, getting scribbled on in terms of changes. All that's going to dramatically change and there's going to be a much more focus on digitization of the whole process. World's moving forward. And we yeah, got you either got to move with it or you're going to be left behind, right? 100%. That's probably the key point. Like um, whoever understands how fast technology is changing construction, especially right now, are going to take advantage of it. And those that don't, unfortunately, maybe survive or demise as a result. Um, so it's, it is a time where builders will have to sort of reflect on their current processes, and what they consider as the norm, and be able to see where technology can just make their lives a little bit easier in terms of that. Uh, well, it Ooh. sounds like it could save them some money too if they don't have to travel everywhere and do everything. And they, with costs and shortages and all the and costs going up, if they can trim in other areas of their budget, that would be helpful as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Can you give me some examples on how your software is used in other parts of the world? Yeah, 100%. So I can definitely speak on behalf of how it's being used here in um, Sydney, Australia. We've got quite a lot of um, large franchise and uh, pool builders that are, are using Can I Build. Um, one such name is um, Norellan, which is one of the, um, the largest in, in here in Australia. They've got um, branches in the East Coast in the United States as well. So essentially how pool builders are using Can I Build is many of them are using it on our iPads on site just to be able to flip through many different designs and that's available. So for example, fiberglass pool builders will have a catalog of designs where they can quickly on site and or virtually show how the pool looks, how it's orientated and engage with the client in a sort of rich format. And um, also in displays or in offices, um, a lot of builders have put can I build on a large screen on the wall and that's very engaging because the sort of clients can gravitate to the screen, put in their address, get a two-month-old high-res image of their site um, and already start saying, hey, but that's the car I bought last week that's parked on the driveway. It's immediately engaging in that way. And then essentially it builds trust and they're able to sort of quickly play around with the application in a similar way as playing a game except you're and quickly putting in a pool in your backyard and already sort of having a bit of fun in the process. So um, probably to answer that question um, in a summary, um, they're just using it to have their entire catalog of designs, be able to show uh, those options quickly without the need of a drafts person to sketch it out each and every time and really bring the clients on with the journey um, of having their pool built and it doesn't have to be all caught up in red tape and, and paperwork and it can actually be a, a bit of a fun process as well. Awesome. Can you uh, show us a little bit of what it does and then describe for our audio listeners um, what we're seeing on the screen? All right, quick intermission, my listeners, for intro to our other podcast sponsor, 
Blu-ray Etzel. Please listen in to what they have to offer to all of our listeners and awesome pool professionals out there. Thank you so much, Blu-ray Etzel, for helping extend education through the podcast today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Like that. Yeah, I'd love to. So I'll, I'll quickly share my screen now and show you what Canabil can do. So for and for your podcast audio listeners, basically what we're presented with is an aerial image um, showing in high res resolution and quite up to date imagery an aerial view of the area that you're looking at right now. We're sort of looking at sunny Miami in Florida. You, on the left-hand side, you've got a search address bar where you're able to start searching the address of the site that you're uh, proposing a pool on. And um, so this is, I'll just quickly punch in an address and jump to that address. And essentially what we're presented with is an aerial image of a um, site and um, say of a potential homeowner that's looking to build a, a pool on this uh, particular site. So essentially um, what they're able to see is boundary information. So the width of the lot and the depth of the lot. Um, so you're able to get that information on the left-hand side, you've got a street preview, as well as site details and legal description and what county, the zoning, um, the city, land use, etc. Um, so essentially, straight away, you're able to do a few things. You've got a few tabs, design, rules, quote, cart, docs. One of the key ones is design. And this is our demo account. So you can see quite a few different, uh, different design types, but I'll filter down to pools. And essentially, you're able to sort of see a, an entire catalog. So if you're a fiberglass pool builder, you can load in all those catalog designs. And essentially, you can click on one of those designs and very quickly position it on site, which is geospatially aware. So it's giving you these dimensional widgets to show the distance to the rear side, front and back. The shaded area is also giving you the setbacks. Um, in terms is, that, of, is that utility easements and that kind of thing? Correct, and also setbacks from the boundaries, how close you can go to the boundary. And you get a visual cue if you breach that with a red line around it. So. Basically, you're able to have this flowing discussion as to whether or not and where they want to sort of place this uh, particular pool. Would the, thing, would the kind of information like septic systems um, and well locations be pulled up into this kind of information as well? So if they know they need to meet a setback to like a septic tank system or anything like that? 100% if there was um, one on this site um, that will um, flare up. And then you've also got um, sort of um, water systems. And um, typically, if they're running in the road, you'll be able to see that from junction points and um, if they have to be sort of connected into. And um, so you get that information as well. And um, you've also got the ability to um, click on the um, contour lines, which basically prepares 
um, which shows you the topography of the site so you can see what the slope of the site is. You can then even click on the uh, tool that shows you the levels of the pool. So you're able to see this is quite flat, so you can see that the entire pool is level. So without even actually going on to site, and um, you already can indicate to a client in terms of site cost or how much excavation might have to be done. Um, so you're able to do that straight away and you're able to showcase both in an architectural format or an aerial format how you want to present the site. In terms of the rules itself, you're able to click on the rules tab and start seeing some of these zoning checks, setback checks. So even if you breach a setback, it gives you which one you're uh, breaching and by how much. Um, so you can have that sort of flowing conversation with the client as to what's permissible and what's not. And then you're able to start doing some quite interesting things like generating uh, architectural style uh, site plan by simply um, ordering it. It's um, a zero cost item. I'll explain what the, the amounts are as well, but you're able to sort of generate flyers, architectural plans and things like that. So even if I generated a um, flyer as an example, Click order and agree. Basically, you're able to sort of generate these things on the fly, quickly download the example, open that up, and then you've got a flyer example that you've generated for that particular site, which includes costs, etc. You're also able to do things like um, generate quotes. So you might have your base price on the pool design. And then you're able to sort of very quickly add items, um, you know, miscellaneous type of items. Equip, um, equipment and different things like that. 100%. And then simply click get quote and in a very similar way to the flyer. You're able to generate a quote and then you've got that quote, click download, open it up. It opens up a stylized quote, which is branded logo to your company colors, has a description of the pool, description of the items that you've added, the section, subsections, the grand totals. And essentially you've generated the quote, a flyer, site plan, under a few minutes. And typically this will take a few days or a few back and forth in terms of being able to produce something like that. So it's um, quite exciting to be able to do something like that very quickly and very efficiently. And um, just to sort of jump around and sort of show other um, areas, um, basically it's just as simple as putting up another address and then moving on to the next job and start seeing how the next job might sort of look to another feasibility and you haven't sort of um, stepped foot outside the office. So you're able to do quite a few like that. Um, just these are examples that we've got in Florida, um, but just to load up um, some other examples, say in California, um, which works in exactly the same way. If I put in the California address, we're now in California. And then you're able to start seeing here on the left-hand side, this site is affected by bushfire, coastal zone, flood. So you instantaneously, instantaneously know what the issues are affecting this particular uh, property. The other nice thing about, say, using this particular property, if you've got a site that is quite sloping and, and quite hilly in terms of its terrain, you're able to see those topography lines now, which are in one feet intervals. And you're able to do that without, again, having taken any measurement on site. And to be able to do this for a site like this will take quite a long time. And then, you, again, you're able to sort of quickly filter down to your pool design and pick a pool, position the pool, place it on site, 
and then check the levels in terms of how that, you know, the site costs. So here you can see over the course of this build area, it's a three foot fall from one end to the pool and the other. So that means it's going to be about three feet of uh, excavation that might have to be done to create a level pad. So these are the type of things that a client, um, a builder might suggest a better location for the pool to mitigate cost and sort of work with the client as to what their options are. And then you're able to sort of quickly go to CARP, click site plan as an example, order a site plan, agree to that, and generate an architectural style site plan. So that takes about 30 seconds and basically you're replacing a week long waiting for an architect to draw something up. And in 30 seconds, this will be generated. While that's generating, I'll sort of touch on the other things that you're able to do. You're able to produce full-fledged architectural drawings for the submission into um, city and council. Um, so rather than waiting two, three weeks for that to be done, that takes uh, simply one day to produce because the bulk of the work is being auto-generated. So that's quite impressive. Or you can simply download an architectural CAD file instantaneously um, in order for you to start uh, producing some plans yourself. Wow. So we've generated the site plan. We can download that in much the same way we've generated a quote. And there you've got an architectural style site plan that's produced. You've got your context and then you've got your zoomed in view. So these are all the things that sort of build trust with a client and they're basically being able to do that very quickly without having to spend hours producing this type of material. So we're very excited to be able to produce um, this for, for our clients. One of the um, other things I want to sort of show um, these examples that I've presented are very relevant to fiberglass pool companies. But say you're going to do a concrete pool, you've also got options to be able to very quickly draw up uh, a mud map of what kind of pool shape a client might be interested in. So say you wanted to do something custom, you're able to produce um, something like this, uh, which is basically a pool shape, create the coping, and create like coloring and then start modifying that pool design in terms of what the client might actually want. So they might say, look, I want the pool to be of this kind of size or this kind of shape. And you're able to start doing some quite architectural type options by simply um, clicking one side and having geometric shapes as well. So it's not just all curved. And very quickly you can say, is this the type of shape you want? Is this the type of orientation? and then basically start quoting from there. So it gives you areas, perimeters for the pool, and then you can factor that into your quote and produce it. But it's doing it in a very visual way where um, a client might say, no, that's not what I want, or can you please sort of um, rotate it a bit? Can you sort of uh, position it in a different place? Or can you start again? And these are all the things that by just showing a client visually what their pool is going to look like in just a few clicks, being able to generate site plans not only builds trust, but it condenses the entire sales cycle because you don't have to refer back to a draftsperson or architect to produce a sketch only to show the client and then the client might say, hey, can you shift it a bit here? Can you change it a bit here? And that takes days and weeks of back and forth. You're able to have that discussion very quickly and showcase 20 options in just two minutes. So it's quite intuitive in that respect. So. And it's designed to be simple, so construction uh, builders that uh, want to use it, the training is quite simple. We don't charge for training. We don't charge for setup. 
it's quite um, simple to sort of get on and start using from from the day you sign up. Well, and I can see what you mean. You can get on a Zoom with your client that and do all this with them, and it, you can change the shape if they don't like the shape right then and there while you're on Zoom with them. They're going to go, I, I don't like that corner down there. I want it rounded out, like, you know, on the pool that you drew there, that pointy corner. They can say, I don't want that pointy corner. Round it out more. There you go. And then you can fix it, and then they'll go, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Exactly. And just those simple conversations, it's amazing how, how much time you save on that because there's nothing worse when a builder spends a couple of days drafting up a pool design, sending it to a client, and then the client instantaneously says, no, that's not what I was talking about. And the builder says, yeah, it was. You specifically said this, this, and this. But when the client sees the end results, they can now visualize it and then they now have and different ideas or changes that they want to make and this back and forth makes it quite sort of complex. So what Can I Build's not trying to become is a drafting tool. It's meant to be genuinely a sales tool where you can get these specifications. And you can do annotations as well and say client, um, you know, wants surrounding decking uh, for the pool or um, landscaping, you're able to start showing that sort of landscape area as well. Um, so you're able to sort of mark out an area and start showing that, making that transparent, um, and then basically showing, is that what you wanted? Is that your pool fence area? Let's um, start looking at that. Let's just adding that to the quote because you're able to get square meterage perimeters. You can start feeding that into fence lines, gates, things like that. So, and then a client might say, hey, hey, this is getting away from me. It's reached $100,000. I was hoping to do um, a pool under fifty thousand dollars, or thirty, or twenty, or whatever it might be, and even just that simple feedback instantaneously saves weeks of effort and time. So, and um, the builder is able to react to that information and respond accordingly. Uh, but given the tennis court on this particular site, I'm sure they've got the budget to pay for whatever pool we suggest. But um, you can get the idea that it's a, a quite simple and straightforward method of showcasing yeah. options and selling quicker. So how can our audience find you guys and find out more about your company and how to contact you? Um, well, Canvas is definitely um, ready and willing to sort of um, take calls, but one um, point of call will be to visit our website, which is www.canonbuild.com. Um, you're also able to contact us by email. You can email us anytime. It's um, sales at canonbuild.com. And I'm sure Candace is... Um, you know, yes, and sort of, right um, here in Florida, you can call me anytime. My phone number here is 689-202-3169. Awesome. Well, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. So uh, definitely, definitely <laughs> come and find me. Well, it's been wonderful having you guys on today. It's very uh, neat to have visually seen this um, and to be able to bridge the education to the industry. And hopefully somebody listening will uh, go, oh, that may help me with my business. That's the whole goal today with this podcast episode. 100%. And I really appreciate the sort of um, time you've given us to sort of um, showcase what our application can uh, do and and you're doing um, amazing um, efforts within the pool industry so I'm really um, grateful and sort of humbled by the opportunity. 
Thank you so much. I, I just want to make sure that I bring things out there that the industry may not be aware is there. That's that's the so and then they decide if it's for them or not. That's 100%. that's all it is. I'm not saying you got to run out and do it, guys. <laughs> just giving you the information. Well, well thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Candace and Tim, for being on today on Let's Talk About Pools. Thank you, Laura. Wonderful. Thank you. No Take problem. Care. You guys have a wonderful day. You Thank too. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for diving in today with the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. Be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. And feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so more aquatic professionals like you can learn about the show. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Let's Talk About Pools podcast.